This is a presentation of the Howard University Radio Network, originally aired on glasshouseradio.com. Not up in here! Not up in here! We, we, we throw stones. Glasshouse Radio. 24-7-365. And you know this, man! Part of the Howard University Radio Network. What's poppin', y'all? It's your girl, Rosie Hughes, here. And what's good, y'all? It's your girl, Baby Rain. Thank you for tuning in to Roses and Thorns, Season 3, Episode 5. On GlassHouseRadio.com, part of the Howard University Radio Network. Welcome back, guys. Today, guys, we have two very, very special guests with us. We have Candace here from the podcast Crime Noir, who, which has been getting a lot of attention on social media, especially in the DMV area. Yes, and we have Sasa here from the podcast Brunch Time, an upcoming visual podcast on Howard University's campus. Thank you, ladies, for being here with us today. Hey, y'all. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> and we're going to get into their introductions a little shortly. And as usual, I'm going to start us off with a poem of mine. This poem is called Fairy Tales, and it's basically about the struggles that black women go through finding their voice. And since we all have podcasts, we all chose podcasts as a way to express our opinions and to have a voice, basically. Fairy Tales. As a black woman, I was taught to be a queen because I didn't have the luxury of waiting on a Prince Charming. I learned to slay my own fire-breathing insecurities and that my first and truest love will always be myself. I had to rescue myself from castles in the ghetto and reassemble the pieces of my shattered crown that had been knocked down by peasants. I fooled myself into believing my freedom relied on the wits of a man. How naive I was to think I couldn't reign alone, like I couldn't handle the intensity of the throne on my own. I fooled myself into believing I possessed the magic to turn a beast of a man into a prince, when my mind, body, and soul are a kingdom that is only fit for a king. My voice was created to ring in the ears of millions, inspiring nations, my words conducting invasions on the hearts of the wicked. If I could change one life, I'd be pleased. If I can touch one soul, I'll truly be queen. Okay, yes. Rosie. Cut and deep. Cut and deep. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. What made you write that? Um, I think just the expectations we have as black women to be strong and powerful at all times. I kind of wanted to just write it in a poem and express that and express how I found my voice by being that strong black woman, you know? Dope. Yeah. Dope. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Now we're going to get into introductions. So I want to give our guests a chance to introduce themselves and tell us a little, you know, about yourself. Let's go first. <laughs> okay, Sasa, go ahead, Sasa. Well, hi, everyone. My name is Sasa, and I'm the host of this up-and-coming podcast called Brunch Time. And on my show, we have different topics every episode. Uh, the first episode, I'm still working on it. Got to work out the kinks. But um, it's uh, the topic of being black enough, and we just kind of talk about um, issues that kind of pertain to the black community and things of that nature over mimosas, which is why it's called brunch time. Oh, very I nice. love it. I like that. <laughs> Candace? Um, hi, everyone. I'm Candace from Crime Noir. I have a true crime podcast that focuses on missing and murdered black people. I also do, like, serial killers and, like, celebrities that have been murdered. And I've been doing it for a couple of months now, and that's how you found me and some random facts i like dogs i like cats i like animals yes. i like mimosas so i might need to come on your show yeah. <laughs> i like your crime so let me come on yours right <laughs> and that's about it okay i love it awesome, i love it awesome awesome what made you guys start your podcast um something that's been burning in my mind for a while now to do because i love listening to podcasts and like how um there's like a visual aspect to that because i like seeing things but also listening and just good conversation. Like, it's mentally stimulating. I like mentally stimulating things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Candice? I started because I felt a void in the media regarding, like, our how our cases are handled when we go missing or when we're murdered. We're not really broadcasted enough. And I, rather than complain on the internet or whatever, I decided to, well, I still complain on the internet. Let me yeah. <laughs> Hold on. No, I still do that. But I took that energy and put it into something of my own. Mm. I think that's definitely 
like both of your reasons is a combination of why me and Ray started this one. For sure. I know for me, it wasn't a lot of like a poetry world on campus and I wanted to somehow bring my poetry to a platform. Mm -hmm. And so I heard Diamond um, promoting Glasshouse and I was like, oh, that sounds like a cool opportunity. And then I dragged her along with yes. me. <laughs> I'm happily followed. Yeah. It was a dope idea to me. I, like it's always like been in my mind, like you said, so I saw like, I just feel like, my voice isn't being heard mm -hmm. and this was like the perfect way for me to express myself every time I come here and sit down with Rosie I feel like I'm escaping from the real world yeah so it's really dope one of my favorite things that I do in my life same and with that being said what difference do you guys want to make in the world with your podcast like when you envision someone listening to your podcast how do you want them to feel or experience it well, because I'm doing like a true crime podcast, I don't want them to feel good because the mm -hmm. content matter is not good, but I want them to be more aware of what's going on in our society. Mm -hmm. If you leave my podcast feeling good, then there's something wrong with you because yeah. <laughs> yeah. the matter is not good. So I want them to, you know, be aware, be more mindful of sharing things and the difference I like to make is I would just like our cases to get more national um headlines and not just the ones that are like so salacious even candace went down the street and she's never been seen again that still deserves as much attention as somebody getting snatched off the street so mm -hmm. yeah i agree definitely um i'm really into true crime myself one of my favorite things to watch is abc's 2020 but mm -hmm. as i've been just watching it more and more i realize I don't see any black faces on that show. Not to say the people who do appear on that show aren't important because they don't look like me, but I just feel like everyone is the same. Like, I don't understand why it's swayed more way, one way than the other and why I can't see people who look like me and the, hearing their stories be told mm -hmm. with national attention. So exactly. definitely, your podcast is very important. Thank you. And what about you, Sasa? As for mine, I mean, I would want you to feel good because I just want you to feel like you're included in conversations that I don't really feel like we talk about a lot in the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the same for our show. Yeah, for sure. So when you guys created these podcasts, who were the people you wanted to be your audience and why? Um, For me, just, I mean, I had black women mainly in the, um, the forefront of my mind because I feel like we really um, talked over a lot, <laughs> but um. Just the black community in general, or just anyone that feels like they can pertain to what we talk about. But it is targeted towards mm -hmm. the black community. Do you think it's more geared for like our generation, or it's kind of like widespread, so like people in high school could listen to it, older women could listen to it? I would like to believe that, but I mean, I, I see it more for our generation, but you know, I wouldn't put it past anyone who is in high school or anyone who is older listening to that. Gotcha. Yeah. What about you, Candice? I don't have a target audience. Um, anybody can listen to mine. I don't tailor it to anybody. My content is just for to get black people out, and that's my thing. And, I mean, I love that you guys reached out to me because you guys are younger than me and you guys are c college students. Mm -hmm. And so hearing you guys' input is important to me because even though I don't have a target audience, I do look at my analytics, and it is mainly you guys' range. So yeah, I know that getting to you guys you guys can then get to the younger generation and so so forth and you, whatever that saying is mm -hmm. y'all get what i'm saying yeah gotcha what do you think rosie what do you think roses and thorns like who do you think that's targeted for definitely when we started it was just for college students mm -hmm. um because we were really just talking about college students and the insecurities they go through family mm -hmm. problems sexuality things like that but as it's going on, like, and I hear, like, my grandparents and, like, my mom's friends are listening to it, like, the older generations. Like, I'm starting to think that, you know, everybody needs to hear what we're saying. Especially mm -hmm. when we talk about older generation and younger generations and how they aren't as accepting of some things and how younger people, they are holding on to a lot of traditions and things like that. I've seen a lot of older people start to resonate with it and start to learn from our podcast, which is really cool to me. Definitely. Um, for me, I know, like, my... People that I know back home, some of them, like my sister, she's a little bit older than, you know, college age, and she really enjoys our show. And also just, like, people outside of college really enjoy our school. Some people that I played basketball with when I was in high school, that they're, like, they're just now turning into seniors. They really love our show. They feel like they've got an insight on, like, what it's like to be in college, just, like, hearing it. Mm -hmm. So I think we're, you know, we're spreading out more yeah. as, you know, our show expands, which is dope. 
may I add? I think that's such a good idea, though, because you just don't want to alienate, you know, mm-hmm. the other groups that might find your show dope or Definitely. reach you can reach. So I think that's cool, y'all. Are there any other podcasts that you guys listen to and that have influenced your podcasts? I listen to other podcasts, but as far as true crime, there's only one other that I listen to, and I actually have a really good relationship with them. They're called Crime and Color. Check them out. It's another um, podcast focusing not on missing and murdered black people. They It's kind of under the POC umbrella, so they do other races as well, but I have a, that's the only other true crime podcast I listen to. And I do listen to, like, The Real, obviously. Mm-hmm. I listen to Love B. Scott, and yes. that's pretty much it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Sasa? I mean, I don't have any, anyone in particular. I mean, especially anyone that, like, influenced me. But I just wanted to see, like, the format and how a podcast is, like, laid out. But one person I really love listening to that um, covers, like, celebrity-type stuff is The Impressive Channel on YouTube. Mm-hmm. The which channel? The Impressive Channel. I know exactly what you're channel. talking yes, about. She her. has all the tea about anything <laughs> going on on social media. She stays stacked <laughs> with the info, man. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I don't think I listen to any um, other crime ones. I think yours is just, it was special to me for some reason. I think Aww. it's really special. And it's hard for me to listen to other ones because, like you said, I don't feel like they they talk about our people enough. Um, as far as, like, social commentary type podcasts, um I can't think of the name of them. The only one I can think of right now is the 85 South Show. But it's like a comedy show. It's like an improv mm-hmm. type show. But I love that podcast as well. What about you, Ray? Um, I really like music, as everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's listened to the show knows I love music. So I like stuff like the Joe Budden podcast, even though I think he's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I think it... No comment. <laughs> um, no, listen. He... He I, his in, his opinions are really interesting to me, and though I mostly don't agree with them, I feel like that's a way for me to keep updated with what's happening. He's in committed hip-hop. to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I will say that he does do his research, but he also smothers it with his opinion, which is cool. And you know, he's speaking his mind and stuff. I also really like Everyday Struggle on um mm-hmm. on Complex. I used to like it more when Joe was on it, but. Yeah, I still listen to it. They keep me informed about the stuff I want to know. And mm-hmm. I also, I can't remember the name of his podcast, but y'all know Timothy De La Ghetto from Wild and Out? Yes. Yeah, he does. And it's really good. It's really funny. Like, he's really funny. So I, that's like the different one I listen to. It's like a comedy podcast. Yeah, Joe Budden is that one, though. It's like, <laughs> my ex was obsessed with Joe Budden. Oh, makes I, sense. Yeah, very <laughs> Reading similar. him, it makes sense. I only listen to Joe Budden when there's, like, a lot of hip-hop drama. So, like, right. Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, I tune in for his opinion then. Or when she cussed him out. That I was hilarious. In, I tune in for that. And, and when Drake and Pusha T. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I also listen to The Breakfast Club sometimes, but it's really only if a guest that I really like is on the show. Like, any regular day when there's no guest on the show, I don't really listen to it. But mm-hmm. if they're talking to someone I really, you know, care about their opinion, I really enjoy their show. Yeah, I've definitely. I was talking to this guy, and he told me a lot of really good ones are on Spotify. And I found um, the Startup Podcast, which is, like, a lot of people talking about how they started up their big businesses. And I think one was, like, about Google, and another one was... It was another big, big company. And then we have, like, the Making Obama podcast, the Dissect podcast. So it's a lot of really good podcasts on Spotify. This is Rosie Hughes and Baby Ray with Candice from Crying Noir and Saza from Brunch Time on GlassHouseRadio.com, part of the Howard University Radio Network. This is Roses and Thorns. So, you know, this is the part of the show where we go to Instagram and we get some social media opinions. So Ray and I asked our Instagram followers a couple questions regarding their personal opinions on podcasts and representation of black women on all media platforms. Ray, what questions did you ask and what were the responses? Um, so I posted on my Instagram stories. Um, how many different podcasts do you listen to regu- regularly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 75% of people said, oh, it keeps going away. 75% of people said zero or less than two, and 25% said two or more. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought that would be higher. Because, yeah. I don't know, it's like something that's really upcoming. A lot of people are getting hip to podcasts. Um, most people reply back to me and said Roses and Thorns is the only one they really oh. listen to or know of. So we're going to put them on to these two guests who have awesome hey. shows that are coming up. So they're going to be in the two or more category real soon. Okay. And on my Instagram story, I asked two questions. One was a poll. One was a short answer question. 
The first one was simply, do you listen to podcasts? And 64% said yes, and 36% said no. But I think it's because of my audience, because it's like my poetry page. So a lot of people I follow, they listen to podcasts, they write poetry and things like that. They're into the arts, I'll say. And I said, if you do listen to podcasts, what's your favorite? Um, someone said Half Cast Podcast and then 90s Baby Show Podcast. Someone said XO Nicole is probably my first favorite. Um, two people said the 85 South Show. Awesome. <laughs> Someone said Roses and Thorns. Aww. I know. Someone said The Nod is very good. I should have asked them what these are about. Um, someone else said health and wellness podcast, especially centering around black people. Oh, that's cool. I think we definitely need more of those. Um, and then someone said, Hey girl, which I've heard of that one. Bonus and do-rags. I've heard of that one. Ooh. And Black Widow. Oh. Bonus well. and do-rags I hear a lot about. Like a lot of people who listen to um, like black podcasts, that's really the one that they always talk about. You have to send me that list because I got to get hip. Yeah, yeah, send me Same. that too. I got y'all. I thought I was doing something with the read. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get hit. <laughs> so all of us seem to have the same goal with our podcast, but all of our shows are very, very different. So what is prepping for each of your guys' podcasts? Also, I know that you said you're working on your first episode, and I know you, you know, that's your baby, so you want it to be really good. So right. what work have you put into it so far? All right. So I do do show prep. It's stuff I don't have a script. Might change that because it's very conversation based. I wanted things to be organic and, mm -hmm. yeah, not people censor their opinions when it comes to the topic. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Candice? Actually, a lot goes into prepping the show because I'm a one-person show, so I do all my talking. I've only had two guests, and one was Crime and Color, and one was my friend. Um, I basically organize a spreadsheet. I'm very engaged with my listeners. I talk to them all the time. They email me. They write me. They tweet me. So anything that they ask me to cover, I put on a spreadsheet, and then I eventually work on it when I get like the time or whatever. And then from there, I have a script that I kind of, I I try to, what is it, talk offhand, but it's hard when you're talking about um, case facts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of record, and then I post it, and I hope people listen to it, and they do. Yeah. <laughs> I also wanted to ask you, how do you, what's your primary method of promoting your show? I use Twitter a okay. lot. I have, like, I'm a small Twitter user or whatever, but I, my followers are very engaged, so they help me promote like a lot. I'm even shocked, and I use Instagram too, but not as much. It's hard to get engagement on Instagram when you're talking about true crime and not like yeah. showing your body or yeah or selling ser not s services but like clothes and whatever. So very true, very yeah. true. What about you, Sasa? How are you promoting your new podcast? I would say Instagram is my biggest platform. Not really on the Twitter sphere, but you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, teach me how to use Instagram because <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's hard to like go up on there for me anyway. It is. Yeah. Honestly, hashtags are your best friend. Yeah, <laughs> true. Mm. Um, so guys, I am accused friend of Candace and as entertaining and informative as the her podcast can be, it can also be very heartbreaking because these aren't fictional cases. These mm -hmm. are real people in real cases. And I know it's nearly impossible for you to choose, but I'm going to ask you to anyway. Which case was the most emotional or personally heartbreaking for you on the show? And can you tell us a little about it? Well, um, there's actually a couple cases that have been heartbreaking, but I would say the one that really inspired me was Relisha Rudd. And are you, are you guys from D.C.? No, I'm no. from Detroit. She's from Atlanta. Where yeah. are you from, Sasa? I'm from Boston. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that since you guys are Howard students, you guys have heard of Rilla Sherrod, right? Yeah, the name is familiar. Yeah. I don't know the details. So she basically went, she disappeared a couple of years ago from D.C., and I don't feel like it got um, the media attention it deserved, and I was really annoyed by that. So I took matters into my own hands and started to do that. And because her mother wasn't, this is a strong opinion, but her mother didn't do a lot to protect her, I felt personally slighted against that because it's like how can you not protect your child you know right. so i've had a case like that um i recently covered a case called hassani campbell mm. in which um his parents are suspected of killing him and after that i announced on my show that i was no longer covering kids for the remainder of the year because it's just like it's emotionally taxing to me that you could like harm a child so yeah definitely 
I laid off the kids for a while, but I'll pick it back up because people want to hear about that, mm-hmm. which is, I, I know it sounds weird, but it's like, oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That can be emotionally draining. Yeah. Talking about it. But yeah. Now, Sasa, your podcast is up and coming, but I know you've put a lot of thought and preparation into getting ready to put it um, into the world. What aspect of the podcast are you most excited about? And can you tell us a bit about your first topic, which is being black enough? Okay. Um, I would say what the topic that I well, sorry, repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> which aspect of the podcast are you most excited about? And can you tell us a little about your first topic, which is being black enough? All right. Um, I think my favorite aspect is just hearing people's stories about the topic, like mm-hmm. what they're gonna say. And um the topic of being black enough is something that I got inspired to do. Um so when the Screening of David Meets Man came. Do you remember that? Or mm-hmm. if you about that? Yeah, by uh, Terrell Alvis um, McCraney. Um, it was the fact of how David, the main character, goes to this uh, predominantly white gifted school, and he ostracized his only black friend who was biracial. Um, and that kind of reminded me like of my upbringing, being at like a white school and being with like the black kids as like friends and stuff that kind of looked at me the way that the white kids looked at me, like kind of, Ostracized, ostracized on both sides and I'm like why don't we talk about this and then on top of that too um one of my good friends uh Randy Nelson who graduated here back in uh last May um is a part of a web series called Black Enough and it deals with mm. this topic head on and mm. I'm like oh okay but I don't I mean I know I'm not the only one that shares this experience so like why is it not uh, talked about as much so that's where that kind of came about and it was interesting to see that people really wanted to kind of say what they wanted to say about it. Mm. So that made me really happy. And I can't wait till you guys hear the stories. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited, yeah. too. Um, what kind of guests do you have on the show? It's anyone who wants to be a part of it. Like, I have okay. panelists, and then I also interview artists who have up-and-coming work that they want to promote. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. I know what that um, topic is really interesting, because growing up, I like I used to get called the white girl of the family all the time. Bruh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> me, too. I can't dance. So, it me. <laughs> you can't two step? No. No, gosh. Oh my god, Literally. the jerk? No, never. What is the doggy? Oh my god, never. Oh I could god. never. Snap forget about me. twerking. Oh no, forget about it. It's not happening. But no, I know for me, it was literally only because I like school and because I was good at it that mm. I was called like the white girl of the family. Which is like, why though? <laughs> I know. It's not like white people are the only smart people in the world. I was so confused. But <laughs> I definitely relate to that. I can't wait to hear the first show. And I think that since we touched on this a bit, um, I wanted to ask you guys, what made you choose podcasts as a platform? Because there's so many other platforms. You know, you have music, writing, film, radio. What made you choose podcasts specifically? Honestly, what made me choose is um, actually people ask me to do like a YouTube channel, but I record in my bonnet. So (laughs) (laughs) So probably not going to get a YouTube channel because I'm not trying to be glammed on Instagram or on YouTube. So podcast was the next best thing. Okay, I do hear a lot of people say that like you just it's all it's just the voice. (laughs) Right. You don't know what I look like. Yeah. I could be in my bed right now. You wouldn't even know. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Sasa? Why did you choose podcast? I feel like the voice is underrated. Mm. And like people want to be like, oh, radio's dying. I'm like, no, it's actually becoming this big resurgence with podcasts. So yeah. get hip to it. Yeah, that's actual factuals. It really is. Mm-hmm. I agree. What about you, Rosie? I know that Diamond reached out to you and like started advertising Glasshouse to you. But like, why didn't you consider like another avenue, like maybe like a YouTube channel or you know, some people just do their thing on Instagram and stuff. I think it is because it takes away that pressure of appearance. Like Candace was saying about if I want to come in my jogging pants and talk to y'all, I can. Um, that was definitely my biggest thing. And plus, I like to talk, but I like to talk where I know no one can see me. It's weird, you know? Mm. And like I feel more comfortable and I feel more like I can have a conversation with people and no one can see me. So, And then I just love podcasts. I love the feeling of them, especially when they're really thought out and thorough and just raw. I love podcasts. So what about you, Ray? Why did you um, decide Definitely to I agree with you about like the pressure of appearance being taken away. But then it's also like a conflict in my head because I always wanted like a YouTube channel, like mm. where I just talk about like whatever I wanted to talk about. But podcasts are cool. I like this for me right now. Yeah. You know, it's like 
it's not like a bunch of extra preparation I got to do in terms of appearance. I literally just got out of class and I'm here. <laughs> and I spent like 20 minutes getting ready this morning just for class. Mm-hmm. So it's really convenient for me. And I, I don't know. I feel like it makes my voice stronger without like visual distractions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, This is for everyone. And we kind of touched on it a little bit, but is there anyone or any event or anything that has influenced you or your podcast it's very specifically? For me, I, like I said, Rosa Sherrod was like one of the things that really inspired me, and like I like the way Gail King handles mm. like stuff. Mm-hmm. I I, gain, I gained a really good um, respect for her when she handled uh, how she handled the R. Kelly interview. Definitely. So, yeah. She took it like a G. Yeah, she <laughs> did. She paid him no mind. She paid him dust and I really so appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, mm, okay, Robert. What about you, Sasa? It's just for the simple fact that I love mimosas and talking to people. Mm. <laughs> it makes it easier to talk to people when you're drunk. So <laughs> When you're drunk, yes. Um, okay. And this is just a fun question we wanted to ask you guys. But if you could have one dream guest on your podcast, who would it be and why? Well, because I deal with like true crime, I wanna keep it in that well. I, I like Gail. Gail will be good. Tyler Perry, holla at me if you're listening. Cause you will be eventually. Yes. <laughs> um I like Beyonce too, obviously, but you know, she doesn't really do interviews, so Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unbothered. What about yeah. you, Sasa? Wow. Janelle Monet, I love her. Oh, oh, love that's her. a good one. Yeah. Yeah, she seems cool. Why do you say Janelle? She's like one of my biggest uh, idols and inspiration. Like when I saw her on her cover girl ad, like when I was like a freshman in high school, mm-hmm. fell in love. I'm like, I need to look like that one day. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She's very mm-hmm. pretty. What about you, Ray? If we could have one special guest, who would it be? I gotta pick just one. You can pick a couple. Okay. <laughs> um, everybody knows I love Smino. That mm-hmm. is my mm-hmm. my man's. Oh my god, he makes such great music. Like I just need to talk to him about <laughs> like his writing style and just everything and like why he chooses the beats he chooses. Just I really just want to do a deep dive with him. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of other of my musical faves like Summer Walker right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Drake would be interesting. Mm. I wouldn't be pressed for that, but. <laughs> I think it would be interesting. Like, definitely, it's like something everybody would want to tune into because he doesn't do a lot of interviews either. So, um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Hmm. Also, probably someone weird like Trippy Red or something. Mm. That would be yeah. entertaining. That would be interesting. Yeah. Like, what would you talk about? That's the real question. Well, really, just music and I don't know, like how he handles his fame and stuff like that. I would be really interested to see stuff like that because he's like a famous sad boy on the internet <laughs> i feel like that's like that's a just culture him. now though like yeah, yeah definitely mm-hmm. emo emo rap mm-hmm. yeah it yeah definitely, definitely. His i album just today x he really inspired that like that type of music oh yeah definitely yeah. they're best friends so oh really makes sense mm-hmm. yeah i'm curious to see what's in his head and a little scared but <laughs> very curious <laughs> I think for me, I think we talked about it. Definitely Issa. Issa Rae. Mm. Yes. I adore her. I adore her so much. And then, of course, you know, I got to have Michelle Obama. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Oprah, of course. And then, like you said, Tyler Perry. And just for me personally, because I'm a screenwriter, um, I would want Shonda Rhimes on the show. Mm, I want to yeah. get in her head. She's monumental. Oh, she she's just, so big. <laughs> like Her brain is probably scary. Mm. Yes. <laughs> right? She's probably so intimidating. <laughs> I love it, though. I want her on the show. She has to be on the show. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah, that's about it. And I like to I like to kick it with Rihanna. Oh, yeah, of, of course. course. I like to kick oh, it with Rihanna. Oh, the song I picked is actually by Rihanna, so. Okay. Like, uh, She's amazing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like show. <laughs> definitely saved the day today. I did not have a song. It's a hard topic to pick a song for. But mm-hmm. I feel like hers fits really good. But we're going to get into that in the third segment. Okay. Now, me and Ray, we decided to look into our old episodes and see which were our favorite episodes. And we were stuck between adulting and insecurities. And I think those were our favorite episodes because it was like two of our most vulnerable episodes. Mm-hmm. And just for the fun of it, we wanted to ask you guys, what has been the best and worst part of adulting for you? And what's an in- insecurity you have recently overcome? Mm-hmm. We can start one question at a time. <laughs> adulting, what's been the best and worst part for you? For adulting, for me, mm-hmm. um, I live by myself. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, with, yeah, by myself. Mm-hmm. And just coming home 
pouring a glass of wine. Hey. <laughs> Researching crime noir. Chilling on the couch <laughs> with my little dog. Aww. I think that's the best part. Worst? Did you say worst? Mm-hmm. What's the worst part of adulting for you? Bills. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Bill. Matter of fact, get the list out. Bills. <laughs> working a nine to five. Uh-huh. It's cold outside. Reach, girl. It paying your car no insurance. <laughs> paying rent. I could go on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, seeing yourself and your dreams coming true and like self sufficiency is dope. So yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sasa? Um. Okay. What I love about it is that. Things that I was so pressed for being a teenager don't really care about anymore. Mm. Like what? Give us an example. Like, um, popularity. Like, yeah. that's a big one. I'm like, people were not checking for me back then, and they're not checking for me now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pressed about I am it. not being checked for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm more goal-oriented. Like, it feels really good to finally set, you know, priorities and, like, follow them through. Yeah. Um, one thing I don't like... um. Struggling through undergrad. <laughs> oh, child. Yeah. Like, no. And, like, the student loans just, like, looking at me like I'm waiting for you. <laughs> oh, they'll, they'll, they'll be there. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. What year are you? Um, So I'm a transfer student. I'll be – I'm a junior right now, but I'm in my senior year. I'll be okay. a senior next semester. Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other question? About uh, insecurities. Yes. What's an insecurity you have recently overcome? Um, hmm. Uh, I would say... Or you can say one that you're currently struggling with, whichever one. For me, I struggle with, like, I'm not perfectionist, but I'm like, well, what if people don't like it? Or, like, what if this never does anything? Or just kind of like imposter syndrome sometimes. I don't know if you guys know what that is. No, but yeah, okay, I cool. know all about that imposter syndrome, girl. So, like, struggle. <laughs> because sometimes I think people think insecurity is, like, always about how you look and mm-hmm. it's not necessarily always about that it could be about your career mm-hmm. oh if I never make six figures or whatever the case may be and so sometimes I think I struggle with like um career things and like my brand and what if the people don't like this what if like I don't make a difference or something like that and I work through it when people reach back out to me to tell me they thought it was dope or they really appreciate the information I provide that kind of helps but at the end of the day it comes from within so no external validation is gonna be good enough if i'm dealing with it on my own yeah um we talked about well i mentioned what imposter syndrome was on that episode actually so Mm. i feel you girl yeah i feel you Mm -mm. what about you sasa um yeah i mean kind of going off of candace says being too self-critical like i'm not gonna get that's a better word yeah 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 okay and I have another question, personal question. If you had to take your podcast to another media platform, what platform would it be? Like TV, film, radio, um, anything. What do you think you would take it to? TV. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I, I would think TV, but I don't want people picking me apart. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be like, oh, my God, I don't want to be a meme. Like, I, yeah, that would be horrible or to make me or whatever. Like, I don't want to, I don't, I would like to be like a producer or something like that where I'm behind the scenes. I don't necessarily want to be in front of the camera, but I understand like the position I am that is a possibility of it, you know. But I'm not trying to be picked apart because I'm sensitive and I will, I will go in. <laughs> I feel that. And I know you both said YouTube too, as well. Do you think that you guys will take your podcast to YouTube anytime soon, or are you just focus on the podcast right now? Yours sh- is a visual one, right? Yeah, mine is on YouTube. That's has a visual oh, podcast. Right, right. Yeah. Mine is on YouTube, but people want to see my face, and I'm not sure if I'm going to record. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We'll see, but... Mm. Okay. Uh, definitely. I know me and Rosie talked about having somebody come in here and just like maybe like record one of our sessions so yeah. like people could actually like see what we look like for once maybe it's not like an every time thing but like <laughs> you know get a little taste of like the vibe in the room and stuff yeah. so they're pretty y'all oh Aww. thank you. you guys are gorgeous <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> I think definitely if I had to take roses and thorns anywhere I would definitely want to do a talk show yeah. oh that's cool that would be so dope like to bring people in and to have them talk about like I always think celebrities would want to talk about things other than drama like they want to talk mm-hmm. about things they go through and stuff like that 
And I don't think they have a lot of platforms to do that. Definitely. And I think Roses and Thorns would be dope as a TV show. Yeah, oh, I agree. Yeah. But yeah, that's actually a cool idea. The now, TV. that I would be, like, okay with. Mm-hmm. Like, a talk show is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, reality, true crime, whatever. <laughs> First 48, <laughs> I'm not interested. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you guys, I kind of just thought about this just now. What is the hardest part about making your podcast? I know for me, coming up with the, some of the things that we talk about, like the subtopics in our overall overarching topic can be kind of hard for me personally. So I'll wonder what you guys struggle with for me it is because I talk by myself like making my episodes long I have very short episodes and people have complained about that or not complained. <laughs> complained is a strong word if you guys are listening you're not complaining <laughs> they want longer com- um, episodes but I mean you can't really talk I can't really talk for 30 minutes by myself I'm trying but it's I just get to the point so that's kind of hard and when you're reading off a script by yourself, it's like if you mess up, you got to start over and whatever. So that's kind of difficult for me. Yeah. What about you, Sasa? For me, it's like just managing it, like just being like, okay, this is how we're going to, you know, sculpt it. This is how it's going to go because it's just so free form for me. And I'm yeah. like, and then editing's just a nightmare. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I'm glad we don't have to worry God about bless. that. Yeah, God but bless. I can imagine. I think for me, it's. Being consistent because it's sometimes you just want to take like three, four weeks off, <laughs> just come back, you know, harder and better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, being consistent and putting your voice out there consistently, even when you're tired, even when you got finals, yeah. <laughs> even when you got a job or you got other things to worry about, it's being consistent with it. But, like Ray said, this has definitely been like my home away from home, the time where I can get away from reality and just talk and have a good time. I also really value all the shows that we've had this year and the ones that we're going to have next semester because Rosie is leaving me, <gasps> everyone. She's graduating. Oh, congratulations. In May. Get out there, please. I'm running. So, <laughs> oh, my God. I just thought about that. Like, you're walking across the stage in May. Like, that's scary. It is. And you're leaving me. I'm sorry. That's rude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, yeah, like, I really cherish these moments that we get to, you know, do this thing that we both love because I know it's not going to last forever, so... You know, this this is the last episode of this season, and we got our last, you know, <laughs> our last season coming up real soon. Yes, so. it's going to be bigger and better, though, y'all. We are going crazy. Do you guys have any future plans for your podcast or where you want it to go? Um, I'm going to just keep doing me, see what happens. It's grown a lot. Yeah. It's grown. I've literally seen your growth. And mm-hmm. heard it through the podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. grown a lot. So I'm inter- I'm not even a year in, so I'm interested to do see what a year looks like. I plan on having an event at my one year, but I can't speak too much because I don't know too much about <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> but I want to have like a one year kind of like launch or something like that. So we'll see. Whatever God does is whatever God does. It's in his hands and his hands only. So yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just getting started. It's my third day out here. <laughs> I'm just here to fine. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, I'm just seeing where things go. I'm having fun with it. You having fun with it? That's good. That's the most important thing, really. Yeah, definitely. I, for I think, me, this is fun. Rosie yeah. Thorns is fun for me. I think our future for the show. I definitely want to continue it with you, even though I'm graduating. It's gonna, mm-hmm. gonna be difficult, or either start a new one. Yeah. And, um, Definitely start building more adult topics into it because as I step into the adult world, I want to be able to talk about it and the struggles that I go through. Um, but yeah, where do you see the show going? Like you said, just bigger and better, especially like next season. I want to have more guests. Different, like if we can get like a celebrity on the show, like that would be absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I want that to happen. I don't know how it's gonna happen, but you know, celebrities pop their face around Howard all the time, so you know, I might run into. God knows who. I'm like, hey, like, slide through to the pot, bro. Like, come on. So mm-hmm. something like that. I think that's that's my next goal for our show. And you'd be surprised who reaches out to you when you're budding. You'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All it takes is just a little bit of, like, audience, and people will reach out to you like crazy. So it's definitely doable, y'all. Y'all definitely could get a celebrity on here. That's no problem. Get a, yeah. Start with the local one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. Start <laughs> with the local. We, we gotta hit up Wale. <laughs> right. Or Rico yeah. or something. <laughs> oh, Rico would be dope, right? <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Hit up Wale. Yeah. Shoot, Nick Cannon goes to this school. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. That would be so dope. But yeah, I think that 
podcasts have kind of saved me throughout these semesters and have kept me grounded and mm-hmm. gave me a chance to talk about it because, you know, I might not go to therapy. I might, be, might not be able to talk to everybody about my problems, but the podcast has been, like, my therapist, honestly. It's been, like, my time to talk about things. Yeah, definitely. It's always, like, my part of the week that I look forward to. Um, yeah. We have, especially because this, this season we have it on my favorite day of the week, Friday. So mm. it's like I go through <laughs> that long, hard week, and then I get here on Friday, and I'm just hyped. I've been waiting for this moment all week to, you know, get whatever's on my brain off to chat with Rosie about, you know, some really cool things, hear some cool poetry, talk about music, which is one of my favorite things. So definitely it's like an escape for me for sure. Yeah. This is Rosie Hughes and Baby Ray with Candice from Crime Noir and Sasa from Brunch Time on GlassHouseRadio.com, part of the Howard University Radio Network. This is Roses and Thorns. So, guys, we have reached the final segment of the show, and I want to share a song with you guys that kind of ties back into the topic today. So today, like I said earlier, my girl Riri saved the day. I'm choosing Consideration by Rihanna featuring SZA. And, you know, the topic of today, we were just talking about, like, our voices as black women and having a podcast and how we use our platform and stuff like that. So when I heard this song, the song's old from... The last album she dropped all the way in 2016. We need an album. We need, we, we, we need Listen, an I'm album. O- I'm okay. She's it's a necessity. I, guys. <laughs> it's she's, a necessity. She's trolling you. <laughs> she really is. Like she knows she knows exactly what she's doing. So basically this um album was like her first one where she like dropped she wasn't on the label that she's just been on for most of her career. Mm-hmm. So with this song she kind of talks about like how she wants to be taken as a serious artist. And for her that means writing her own stuff, producing her own stuff, like being more involved in her music. And she doesn't want to follow like the typical pop formula just to get success. She actually wants her music to be meaningful. So, um, you know, Rihanna, her lyrics are interesting. So I'm just going to um, share the chorus with y'all. I think that's like the part where she really like hits on the point I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. So she said, I got to do m- things my own way, darling. Will you ever let me? Will you ever respect me? No. Do things my own way, darling. You should just let me. Why you ain't never let me grow? And basically she's saying, like, she's just been stifled by pressure from, like, the media, from her record label, you know, trying to have, like, a control on her voice. And now she's kind of, like, taking that power back now. That's probably why she is taking so long in this album. You know, she you know, she got a lot to say. And she don't really got to worry about other people affecting her input on, you know, her topics that she's talking about in her lyrics. So, mm-hmm. Come on, Rihanna, man. I'm waiting. I know. <laughs> it's almost been four years, bro. Drop it on In Christmas. In February, it'll be four years. Drop it on Christmas. That's crazy. I went through college without her dropping I know. Out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is crazy. Now, we, I completely agree with those lyrics, and I understand those lyrics, because when you have to be monitored when you talk or when you say certain things, it can be stifling. Mm-hmm. And I think that podcast is a way to be able to say what you want to say and feel no remorse and... You know, still be considerate of people's feelings, but definitely, it's definitely, I feel like, a, pl- a platform where you can express yourself freely. Mm-hmm. So I like that song. Good job, Ray. Thank you. Thank you. Now, we talked a little bit about the future of all of our podcasts, but where do you think the future of podcasts as a whole are going to go? Do you think that they're going to kind of die out, or you think that's going to be become the main source of talk? Like, talk shows and radio is going to go out of style. It's going to be podcasts from now on. My opinion is that the big brands are going to try to come in and not oversaturate. No, oversaturated is what's going to happen. And us indie podcasts will have to align ourselves with them in order to reach the next step, which sucks to me because I'm not trying to work for Big Pharma. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm just using that as an example. I'm trying to do like, you know what I mean? I'm trying to keep. Keep Crime Noir, Crime Noir by Candace, not Crime Noir on ABC or whatever. Right. I mean, unless I'm led that way, you mm-hmm. know. But I think they're coming in and trying to oversaturate the market, which to me is unfair. But yeah, I mean, so they always do with everything. Yeah. yeah. You can't have nothing, man. So I think people who are trying to get a podcast right now is, like, the time to be in it. Because in five years, I'm pretty sure, like, it's going to be like oversaturated exactly so. like look what happened with youtube it's deteriorating because of uh, that yeah. Yeah. yeah they're trying to monetize um the company itself is trying to monetize too much and take it away from the creatives yeah. themselves and even and, instagram's doing it yeah. so it's yeah. like and yeah. even like the censorship that happens on youtube like 
you can't even get paid for like your videos anymore because you cussed one time in the video oh, or wow. you know just like little things that they don't like if you talk about a controversial topic like if you're talking about Donald Trump or something like there's a chance your video can get demonetized mm-hmm. and talking about like news that's happening there's like this um show that I really watch all the time called the Philip DeFranco show yes. and he oh yes you know who I'm talking about mm-hmm. so basically <laughs> he always covers stuff that I don't really hear from anywhere else like I don't know if you guys know, there's a lot of things going on in China, and I feel like nobody's really talking about that except for him, but he really struggles because his videos get demonetized all the time, and he actually had to start finding other sources of income because he just wasn't making money like he used to off of his videos. And so I hope nothing like that happens to podcasting. Like, you know, if there's, like, if Spotify just decides they want to go through all the material, I'm sure that won't happen, but, like, you know, that's... That's it could happen. It somehow. could if they want to if they want to be greedy, they could figure out some mm-hmm. way, just like yeah. Instagram is doing. So that's a little concern in the back of my my mind. But the power is in your listeners, and yeah. they get the final say. So I think that keeps me, you know, humble and like looking towards the future. What about you, Rosa? What do you think podcasts are moving towards? I completely agree with you guys. I think that it's going to get to a point where they're going to start to censor us, and I see it moving towards like radio. Where except of course without the music, but um, how they get blurped out when they curse, or they got all these commercials and things like that. I can see podcasts becoming that type of mm-hmm. platform, and yeah, I don't like it either. <laughs> it's like as soon as we get a new platform to be free, they start to come and take control and of censor it. Censor it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's infuriating. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> what about you, Sasa? I mean, y'all kind of touched on every point that i was just thinking too i yeah. mean but just keep hope alive you never know because it's the future yeah so i've recently started to fall in love with podcasts i'm not even gonna lie and say it's been like years i've recently started to fall in love with them and the power of a really good podcast is real like a thorough raw and thoughtful podcast is indescribable to me do you guys believe in the power of a really good podcast that it can change people's opinions change the world and things like that I think it depends on what kind of podcast you're listening to. Because, mm-hmm. like, like I said, I love the read. I listen to the read. But that's not changing my life. It's just yeah. I'm, getting the, <laughs> I'm getting the key key. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. cracking up. But I have listened to, like, um, spiritual ones or, like, uh, I'm Christian. So I listen to, like, church podcasts sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that has helped, you know, if I'm going through something. Because, like, T.D. Jakes has one. And I'll tap in every now and then. Okay. Yeah. What you saw, Sasha? I think words are powerful, but yeah, like Candace says, it depends who you're talking to. Because if I want to laugh, then, you know, probably I can't even think of one that makes me laugh right now. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty emo with what I listen to, just like music. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like even with the shows that are, you know, they have more of a, a comedy aspect to it. I feel like that could just change someone's day around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that could bring their mood up if they wasn't having a good day. I know that's what I like to do. Like, when I'm just... That's a good point. Oh, in my head too much, I want to start thinking about something else. I put on one of my favorite podcasts and, you know, just escape for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, definitely, I think whether it is actually talking about something meaningful or if you're just, you know, being crazy on the mic, you know, just trying to make people laugh, I think both of those are just as important, really, because it's always... There's an audience for everything out there. So, you always go, like hit the heart of someone where it, like it really matters. I agree. I agree with you. I do too. I think for me personally, it's been more so not feeling as alone in a lot of situations I'm going through, especially as a college student and I'm getting ready to graduate, step into adulthood, adulthood, and it can be overwhelming. And I think a lot of podcasts, they talk about these issues and it makes me feel less alone in that struggle. So that's how they've helped me very recently. Yeah. So we wanted to leave our listeners with some advice from you guys. If one of our pedals is thinking about maybe starting a podcast, what advice would you give them? Do it. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Do it. And I wouldn't say wing it, but I record it out of my kitchen. So it's like, don't worry about, oh, I need a studio or I need the, I have like a $25 mic that my dog just chewed up. (laughs) I would say just do it, and if people like it, or even if people don't like it, if you want to do it, just do it, like, period. Yeah. What about you, Sasa? Yeah, like, just go for it. That's what I did. I mean, if you really want to, like, start one, there's no one no one stopping you but yourself. Yeah. That's facts. I also would say don't try to have, um, I guess, a theme where you think people are going to listen. Really talk about what you're passionate about. 
and talk about something that's close to your heart because people are going to relate to that automatically. So you don't always have to talk about music or uh, TV or social issues. What you think people want to hear. Yeah, talk about what you feel in your heart, and I think that's my biggest advice. Yeah, you definitely always want to just come off as genuine, your real true self, not, you know, playing the act. Unless that's, like, your shtick, that's cool, too. Mm -hmm. But if you just want to talk to people and get your thoughts out there, always just speak from the heart. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, For me, like, I think we are really blessed that we got this opportunity to have this show. I know a lot of people don't have these resources, and I want to shout out Diamond real quick. Yeah, shout out Diamond. Shout out Diamond. She really put us on. Like, I I couldn't see, like, any, like, anything like this happening for myself Mm -hmm. and, like, her just being so instrumental in getting us here, getting us a following, helping us produce our shows and stuff. That's really important, but I don't want anybody to feel like they can't do that for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as always, you know, me and Ray, we end the show with a quote. And me and Ray, we found two really short ones. Um, And one is by Sheryl Sandberg, and she says, We need women at all levels, including the top, to change the dynamic, reshape the conversation, to make sure women's voices are heard and heeded, not overlooked and ignored. Uh, The second quote is by Nancy Pelosi, and she says, Women are leaders everywhere you look, from the CEO who runs a Fortune 500 company to the housewife who raises her children and heads her household. Our country was built by strong women, and we will continue to break down walls and defy stereotypes. That's period. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I picked. I think we picked those quotes mainly because we wanted to say that this is kind of our way of breaking down stereotypes and making our place in this world, even if it's just a start. Is This is our way right now. And, yeah, this is our, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how we talk to y'all this is how we express ourselves and we feel like there's power in our voices and we just want to have conversation honest conversation that's what we're all about i know candace you want to talk about stories that's not being heard and that's dope and you just want to have conversations on and like all that's very important like all that can touch somebody inform somebody and all of it's really dope that we out here doing our thing can i say something yes. i think what you two guys are doing is dope i feel oh, like inspired you. by y'all like this <laughs> is so cool Thank you I so wish much. I was doing this when I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> it really has been a blessing. And like uh, Ray said, we really owe everything to Diamond. She really taught us about the whole platform and taught us how to do this and to help us find our voice. So we really appreciate her most definitely. Definitely. Thank you. Shout out. Well, guys, that's all we have time for today. Pedals, if you haven't already, please follow our Twitter at Roses Thorns Pod. Also, be sure to give Crime Noir a follow on Instagram at Crime Noir the Podcast on Instagram. Follow Sasa on Instagram. That's simply stylish for 11. And be on the lookout for her podcast coming out real soon. Yes, brunch time. And join us here every week on Friday afternoons at 1230. Thanks so much for listening to Roses and Thorns. Thank you, guys. Love you. Bye. This has been a special presentation of the Howard University Radio Network, originally aired on glasshouseradio.com.